Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, keep quiet. Why are you shouting so loud? You're disturbing. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. If you read Mark chapter 10, 42 to 52, 46 to 52, you will come to know of this, this beggar, Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus, the, the word of God said that Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside daily. He's a seated begging. He was a blind Bartimaeus. All he could do is to beg. While he was seated on the roadside, he could hear people walk past, people tell their stories, what happened, my daughter's getting married soon, and this is what we're doing, we're cleaning up the house, and so-and-so had just acquired another camel. Oh my, how many camels can one own? Oh, I knew in the past he had so many already. Oh, um, hey, have you heard? I all the gossip, and, and amidst of all the stories, and he too heard, have you heard? So-and-so has been healed. Have, have you heard of this Jesus? Um, uh, Jesus of Nazareth? He has been performing miracles. Um, and, and commotion people, just, just, just uh, lost, uh, talking about great crowd passing by, talking about Jesus. He's, he's begging. He can't get to where everybody was. And he was just sitting, listening to this story. Oh, I wish I get to meet this Jesus. Um, if, if one day, one day he come by, I, I need to touch him. I need to get a hold of him. Um, if only, if only I can get a hold of him, I know he, he is my one and only hope. So, so as he was seated by the roadside this one day, Suddenly, great crowd came by and, and said that Jesus, Nazareth, the one who heals is here. And, and with his desperation, with all that was in him, he shouted out voluntarily, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. As he was shouting, and people, he said many rebuked him. Keep quiet. Shh. Why are you shouting? Why are you disturbing? And he, the word of God said, if you read the word of God, he said, he shouted all the more, Jesus, son of David, you are my one and only hope. I need to get a hold of your attention if I only get to hear my voice, hear my cry, hear my desperation. I know I can be healed. And he did. And that, that, that cry from within him caught Jesus' attention. Jesus wasn't coming to him. He was going somewhere. And he caught his attention and he stopped and said, get him. And the people around him, 
Okay, hey, he's calling on you. Get up. Immediately, he jumped up and threw away his cloak. His comfort that has been with him all this while. And he stood up and he walked towards where Jesus was. And Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what a question to ask a blind man. Something that is so obvious. Do you know what Jesus asked him? What do you want me to do for you? To us, what a silly question. This is a blind man. Obviously, he wants to be healed, right? He wants to see. But sometimes the obvious thing is not necessarily obvious. While he was seated there, he could be, I want a wife. I want a house. I don't want a bag. I don't want to sit by the roadside all the day of my life. And, and, and I, I wish I could have another camel. I want a promotion. I want um, to buy a bigger house. You know, there's many. If you watch Samurai, you say, keep focus. You have too many minds. One mind. And Jesus asked him, the desperation in, the, in blind Bartimaeus caught Jesus' attention. And he interrupted his schedule. And his desperation caused him to be single-minded. When Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Blind Bartimaeus says, I want to see. And Jesus told Bartimaeus, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And you, we know that he was made whole and he followed Jesus. Today, the same Lord Jesus is asking you and I, what do you want me to do for you? Do you know what do you want? What do you want? Are you certain of what you want? Another powerful story in um, Luke 8, 43 to 48, that is so familiar. We talk about this, this woman that has been suffered, suffered the, um, for 12 years. She has been bleeding. The Bible says that no one could heal her. 12 years. And, and this woman, despite of her physical weakness, um, emotional um, discouragement, and, and, or the shame. If, if you know the word of God in Leviticus, say those who are bleeding is unclean. It's seen, perceived as unclean. Anyone touches the person is, is unclean. And, and this woman, and, and despite of the shame or the stigma of society, her own weakness, her health challenge, uh, her desperation caused her to begin to push, push, push against the crowd and begin to touch the cloak. If only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. Just let me take you a little bit back before she did that. 
You know, Jesus had just entered the city and people were waiting for him. Right? And, and Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, has come to see Jesus. And he now he fell down and pleaded with Jesus, Jesus, please come and heal my daughter. Uh, our daughter was about 12 years old. She was dying. Please, please, Jesus, come and see and heal my daughter. And, and Jesus was on his way to heal her daughter. And again, and, and you, you can read that, the crowd, there were so many people there that the word of God said that almost crushed Jesus. The news, you know, just, just press against him. The word crushed. <laughs> Imagine people on all sides just pressing against Jesus. Everybody was touching him, want a piece of him. And this woman, her desperation in this, it, it's like virtually impossible. Against her personal health challenge, her personal weakness, and against the challenge of, you know, impossibility to, to even go close, anywhere close to Jesus. But despite her desperation, took her right. Right, right to Jesus' presence and touched his hem, his garment. And the moment she touched him, the word of God said that she was healed. Right? And, and Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? It's another ridiculous question. Who touched you? What were you thinking? Everybody's touching you. <laughs> you know, you were almost crushed. What do you mean, who touched me? Oh, Jesus. Today, Jesus is asking, who worshipped me? Jesus, are you, are, you, are you thinking? Everybody's singing. Everybody uh, is clapping. Everybody raising their hand. What do you mean, who worshipped me? Who touched Jesus today? Who released a power? Jesus says that. Who touched me? Because I sense power being released from me. Just because everybody is doing something, but doesn't mean that it touched the heart of our Christ, of our Father. In desperation, she pressed against all odds, naturally, emotionally, social stigma, just say, I don't care anymore. I just need Jesus. If you are at that place, he hears you. And Jesus says that your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. In Hebrews 11, one, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things unseen. Faith 
is something that begins to open your eyes to see things they've never seen before. Others do not see it, but faith causes you to see something, to touch something, to smell something, to taste something before you get it. And if you have faith of a mustard seed, you know, God made it so possible for us. He is not saying that if you have this and that and that, then I will hear you. He says that if you have seed, faith of a mustard seed, the smallest denomination, if you are willing to give it to me, if you are willing to place it before me, I am going to multiply it. I am going to make it possible for nothing is impossible with God. And Holy Spirit is the one that is so powerful that it's going to multiply that very little that you and I have. If we are willing, if we will be desperate enough to begin to call upon Him, Jesus, I place you at the center of my life. I am willing to fix my eyes on you. I am willing. I know. I know you are my hope, my refuge, or my shelter, my healer. Oh, you are everything I will ever need. You are my shepherd, the good, good shepherd that laid your life down for me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I shall not want. I have all that I need. I, you are my shepherd, the good, good shepherd. Therefore, no matter what I go through, I know it's going to work for good for me because I just trust you. I just lay my, my life in your hand and allow you to, to just lead me. I remember when I was very young, going to certain places may be a bit uh, frightening, but if my dad was with me, I, you know, I feel okay. My dad is with me, so it would be all right. And our shepherd would take us, he protects us, he leads us. Therefore, we can rest because he will not lead us to a place that is beyond our ability. And if it is beyond our ability, he will enable us. He will come to our aid. And today, what are the circumstances that is against you? You know, Larry is in Israel at the moment. I believe it's such an appointed time. Every time he says that, everywhere he goes, the Israelite, the Jew there is against all odds. Against all odds. They created a farm that like, is on steroids. <laughs> Out of the desert. Out of desert, 30 meals of water a year. 
and they things are flourishing. If God is for you, who, what circumstances can be against you? Nothing. He caused a river to come through a desert. It's not a figment of our imagination. The Word of God is not for entertaining. It's for transformation. And it's a power. It's time that we as His children trust the Word of God. What you can't do, the Holy Spirit has come to be our helper. He is the very presence that raised Jesus from the dead. How powerful is that? The very same Spirit dwell in us. And, and this day, let our cry from within, let our words not be a statement, but be a lifestyle. Let me say again, let our words not be a statement, but be a lifestyle. And, and it's not like um, you, don't, you and I don't have to make it happen. You and I just need to be submitted, yielded, just like a dough in the hand of a baker. And allow and trust the baker to place us in a place where in this time can feed many, yielded. The problem is the enemy sold us a lie from the very beginning, a reasonable doubt. From the very beginning, Adam and Eve bought into a lie. He has sown reasonable doubt of who God is and what God said is true. That's why they partook the fruit. And, and who we were. We were complete. We were sufficient. And the very same pattern he's been doing in a fallen world. Get us to buy into that lie of who God is not and who we are not. But Christ has come to set us free and free indeed. Amen? Has he come to set us free and free indeed? He has. He has. Therefore, let us throw away every sin that is so easily entangles us. The Bible, easily. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that we are in Christ, we will not stumble. We will not fail. We will not make wrong choices. But the more we train our minds to set our minds on things above and not things on earth and begin to renew ourselves with the Word, wash ourselves clean with the Word of God that is, there is active, a two-edged sword, the Bible says, right? Hebrews 12, yeah. the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God is not dead. 
is living and active, ever, ever poised to partner with whoever that's willing to partner and believe and trust. It's almost like a magnet. It just... And begin to make it happen. We, our eyes is so set on things that can be seen and touched and feel that, that, that kind of take our focus away from what is eternal. God's word is God's way and God's time. We trust in his word. We trust his nature. We need to trust in God's time. I always believe that when I pray, it's answered already. I live in the hand of the Lord. I leave it with Him when that will happen. That is His prerogative. And He will. If it doesn't, it will happen in heaven. That's fine too. And today, what do you want me to do for you. Jesus, I want peace in my home. Jesus, I want what this person has. Jesus, I want my children to have score the same score as, as the other family. Don't have too many minds. What do you want him to do for you? He wants to heal blind Bartimaeus. He healed Bart blind Bartimaeus, and he wants to heal us too. Not so much our natural vision, but our spiritual vision, the ability to see things before it happens. To see what is truly important. And He wants to heal us because of our faith in Him. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. That statement reflects humility too. Do you know what? Just because he was a beggar, sometimes I have met some poor people that are very prideful. And I have met some very rich people that are extremely humble. Sometimes, some people, no matter how low they get, I don't need you. His desperation began to overflow with a humility. I have mercy on me. Against the challenge, he shouted all the more. Right now, what are the challenges you're facing? What are the challenges that is trying to keep you quiet? Shh! Get quiet! Don't shout! Don't mention this! You, keep quiet. Just sit by the roadside. 
what are the challenges? The crowd? The impossibility? Press right through. Press right through. Press right through. Press right through. Our God is faithful. Is He faithful? Do you believe that He is faithful? There will be times that you have to begin to speak into your innermost being to yourself and tell, inform yourself in alignment with the Word of God because the Word of God is powerful. I think I might have shared that a while ago and um, when we were doing the renovation to move into this place, I had um, someone someone had um, um, decided not to take the space that we have carved out um, for f- was wanting to rent that space and, and, and in wanting to support the vision of this church um, in wanting to draw the community into this place, I, I jumped in um, to take over the space and open a boutique called Lee's Boutique. That uh, I've never been in business. We were, bus- we were busy renovating this place. And um, I started um, the boutique from nothing to lots of things. Uh, I learned MYOB connected to the wholesaler and, and have bags and decos and jewelries and clothing of different. I wanted to be beautiful boutique, but yet very affordable. That when people enter into that place, they will sense the presence of God. It did happen and, and um, all done in three and a half months. Fully established. And um, you know what? God will help you. So it's something that, that if we are not too many minds, God will help us. There are unchurched that walk in there and cry. One lady just said, do you mind if I just stay here? I just felt very peaceful. I said, of course. I have an unchurch that I've been journeying with for 13 years now. Great friend. Walked in several times and, and, and just cried at the counter. I prayed with her. I'm never ashamed, but not being religious. Religiosity does not bring transformation. It's relationship and I never... They've come for events and prayed and you know what? That is her journey. She's not a target. She is not another score, another salvation. She is just someone that I hope I could love her and extend the love of God. And, and it's between her and God. And, and 
God has caused us to step into so many things in this house that I never, never in our wildest imagination thought we would do or can do. But I've seen him perform. I've seen him work miracle again and again and again out of five loaves and two fish. Don't despise what you have. Do not despise what you have, who you are. Don't buy into that lie. Don't allow the enemy so reasonable doubts of who God is, who our Father is, and who we are in Him. Once we buy into that lie, he has a foothold. Now I remember why I share with you. It wasn't in my plan about my boutique. I was like, okay, just go with the flow. Okay, you're my family. Do you know what? We want Casey City Church to be a family. Program for people, not people for program. We stand, pray, cry, and laugh with each other. A people that know their God and know who they are. This is a lounge room. We are in a lounge room, so I'm very comfortable. Now I remember why. <laughs> in that time that I had my boutique, you know what? We rented out every possible space because <laughs> we need the mortgage support. <laughs> every possible place in this place. And, and, and I owned that for 14 and a half months. And, and it's time to... Sunday school was in the office and Outside where you're having coffee and tea, OH&S, no, 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 <laughs> not meant to be. And at time, and I relinquished that, I closed it down, someone told me, I don't think you will sell everything. But God gave strategy, he gives ideas, I sold 95% of everything that I had. Only God can give you that favor and, and, and plan, right? In the midst of that, uh, that time, I had to slip this. I remember taping my back, <laughs> coming, and, and also, God led me, I, I was led to, I won't go into detail, um, they found some cancer cell uh, developed, and, and I could see it, they showed me, I tell you, we are thankful for Australia, if we live in here, we need to be very thankful, and pray for our leaders, they need prayer. It's not easy to be a leader. And, and um, pray for our leaders. I'm so thankful. They showed me exactly what is a normal cell and what, how it has developed. And there are, they are quite a few spread out here and you're turning. So, so do you know what? With everything in me, everything in me, I was saying, I curse you. <laughs> I, I, you have no right to live in my body. You, I command you, I command you to, you know, be gone. I forgot. I, I just knew my desperation. You know, it's something to hear a, about somebody having cancer and, and it's another when it is you. You know, I cried. It wasn't a cry of hopelessness. I just cried. <laughs> I just cried and, 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 and I, just, 
I just curse that very thing. You know what? There's one thing that, uh, this is one of the testimony. At that point, I trusted the Word of God with the little <laughs> strength I have at that time. We had this challenge of moving. I had a shop. I had sleep this. I have children. And, and, and with that, I said, God, I trust you. And how it's going to come about, I will leave it in your hand. And do you know what? Late a month, more than just more than a month later, and they say that there's no cancer cell in my body. Glory be unto the Lord. Amen? Amen? You know what? I tell you, if you are weak, you are in despair, doesn't matter. Bring whatever is left in your hand. Bring whatever you have in your hand and say, God, just a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, that's all I have. You watch him multiply for you in his time, in his way. And he has done it. He is the God that who was, who is, and who is to come. Amen? He's God the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He is. Is he not? We begin to stir our, our spirit in us. Do we believe that he is? If he is the same that had healed blind Bartimaeus, he healed the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, who seemed to be unclean, and, and he, he healed all these people. He multiplied the five loaves and two fish, and he had um, caused the army to... The, be defeated by Gideon and all this miracle. They are not the story. He was the God that did that then and he would do it again for you and I. We need to stir up. We need to let, let the word be a lifestyle. He did not ask us to be perfect because we are perfect in him. And because you, you try to be perfect, you're trying to perform. We are already, He has given you every tool, every help that can ever be given. More than enough, it's in us. We need to, we can't wait for someone else to encourage me. So and so this did this and discourage me. Or so and so not saying this to help me up, to pull me up. Yeah, we have to come to this place where Holy Spirit, you and I, we can do it together. Holy Spirit, you and I, we can go places. Oh, you will do the impossible. You will do the impossible. Stir yourself up in the Lord. Stir yourself up in the Spirit because the Holy Spirit is your partner. He is my partner in the dumps, in the lowest of place. He knows where you are. Oh, He will pull you out of the pit. He is the one, no one else. Even your prayers answered today. You will still get discouraged tomorrow by something else. If your hope comes from your surrounding, comes from a result to be seen as successful, the heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word endures forever and ever and ever. 
His Word made flesh and dwelt among men. His Word made flesh, not just dwell in Kevin, in Ian, in someone else we perceive is more mature, had, had the Word read and memorized. His Word dwelt in you. Are you a piece of flesh? Are you alive? His Word made flesh dwell among you and I. We partake of communion. It's not a tradition. It's not something we do. It's not a program. It's not religiosity. We have to. I have people come, do you do communion every Sunday? Because where I came from, they, do, they have communion every Sunday. When we partake of communion, we are reminded that Jesus, you have done it all. All credit to you. We partake communion, we will remember that this God who did this miracle, who was, He is, and He's coming again. He is. He's coming for you and I. We are His bride. We partake of communion because there is power in His blood. His body was broken beyond recognition. His power. We partook that to remind us that the power is just not outside us. This power now is in us. What do you want me to do for you? When we leave this place today, Have a conversation with God. Write things down. Tell Him. We live from importance, not for importance. Not until we know that we are so important, nothing important can happen. No matter what we gain, will never satisfy us. What do you want me to do for you? Can you hear him asking you? Are you too many minds? Thank you, Lord. Can you hear him asking you? Whatever is left in your hand is more than enough. Give it to him. Let him. If you have fear, let it go. Let go of your doubt. Let go of your shame. Let go of your perception 
of the challenges that's around you. Let go of opposition. Let go of your lack. Let go and let God. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from Casey City Church. We pray that the Holy Spirit writes upon your heart the very blessing that God wants you to take out into the world. Hashtag Casey loved this city.